Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, Dr. Daniel Harris, and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Again today, we have Dr. Freddie Davis, founder and president of Market Faith Ministries. This guy has a varied background, has been a missionary, has been a pastor, has been a speaker and trainer of speakers. One of the interesting things that he's doing now today, though, is in this idea of worldview. He has a book on worldview wars, among other publications that he has. We will tell you that if you have interest in this idea of worldview, to go to his website at marketfaith.org. That's marketfaith.org. Freddie, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Good. I was perusing your website and saw an article on the top five untruths naturalists give to support their belief in the theory of evolution. The first bullet point on that is the theory of evolution is a scientific fact. Now, what can be wrong with that? Well, it's what's wrong with it is it's not a scientific fact. There's a reason that it's called the theory of evolution because it is a theory. But, but the main problem, you know, that and, and I'm not a biologist, but I do, uh, you know, delve into this topic of you know the distinction between science and belief. Now, the main problem you run into with with that particular issue is that there is no known biological mechanism that allows life forms to evolve from less complex to more complex. There's That's the, the macro evolution. We've got the situation where it's obvious to see, you know, natural selection at play where various organisms, you know, change to adapt to their environment. But as far as changing from one organism to another, there's no actual science to show it that it can happen or that it has happened. We get into this discussion, and you especially do in the media and with politicians today in terms of what a fact is. Secularists want evolution taught as fact. In point of fact, it is a competing ideas with other ideas. It's one that's widely believed, but that doesn't make it truth. And that's where we get lost in this. What they're trying to do is push an assumptive worldview on one, that you came from nothing, that the whole universe organized itself. And that's not necessarily true. It's not true, and it's not based on science, it's based on philosophical presuppositions. And so, in order to, to make their point, they bring up all kinds of ancillary issues, but as far as actual science to show that it has happened, or that even that it can happen, there's nothing there. Most people would miss the third bullet point in terms of the assumption here. Science and naturalism are the same thing. What they are defining there is that naturalism is all that there is, that materialism is all there is, and that anything outside of that in the spiritual realm or anything else is not science and is not reality. Is that not a worldview? That's naturalism, which is one of the worldview categories, the belief that the only thing that exists is the natural universe. Typically, when you engage people on that particular topic, they will say something, well, there's no evidence that God actually exists. And what they mean by that is that there's no empirical evidence that God exists. Well, the fact is there's no empirical evidence 
to back up their underlying assumption that the natural universe is all that exists. That is a faith assumption, a faith matter, and they have to believe it by faith just in the same, well, in a similar way that we believe by faith that that God does exist. Of course, we do have other kinds of evidence besides empirical evidence, but but that's, you know, that's kind of the way that uh, that they think. They believe that they can't have empirical evidence on something that it's not true while not realizing that their own beliefs are based on faith as well. The fourth bullet point in that article is the theory of evolution is not about abiogenesis. Wait a minute. The whole thesis of evolution is that life came from nothing or life came from non-life. Yeah, it's a real interesting argument. I hear it periodically. We'll be talking, I'll be discussing, you know, the theory of evolution with somebody, and I will bring up the whole idea of abiogenesis, and they say, well, we're not even talking about that. We're just talking about, you know, the changes in life forms that already exist. But, of course, the theory of evolution cannot exist unless abiogenesis is also true. So, you know, they... They want to have it both ways, and it just doesn't work both ways that way. Scientifically, they want to run from that because that that is the huge leap that they cannot explain. And so that's where they want, they want to dismiss it and run on. The fifth bullet point in that article is naturalism is about fact, not belief. What are they trying to communicate there? Well, they're trying to communicate, again, you know, what I mentioned a moment ago, that they don't consider anything to be fact unless it can be empirically verified, at the same time not realizing that their own assumptions can't be empirically verified. So that's about, they think that naturalism is true, and they believe it in their heart of hearts, and they are convinced that unless something can be empirically verified, that's not true. So, And it's what you're supposed to believe. Exactly. Uh, We are now getting into the thought police. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, Dr. Daniel Harris. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. There's a lot of stuff on your website and included in this ministry to try and clarify for people what worldview they're actually working out of. Another article on your website was the evolution delusion which was kind of an analysis of Richard Dawkins' book. What were your thoughts in terms of putting that that article on the site? Well, one of the things that I write about all of these different topics, and obviously, you know, the theory of evolution is one that I write about periodically, interact with a lot of folks that believe in that and of course Richard Dawkins is one of the the gurus of that side never actually read his book I mean I'd read reviews of it and synopsis of it but I hadn't actually read it so I decided well you know I probably ought to read it (laughs) so I did I was mumbling to myself through the whole thing because his assumptions and his conclusions are just so based on naturalistic philosophy he talks so authoritatively as if what he's saying is true, but everything that he proposes, everything that he deals with is straight out of his belief that naturalism is true. And he doesn't have any science to back it up, though he asserts that he does. One of the interesting things in this whole discussion that unnerves a lot of us who are older is that we grew up in a society, and especially if you were a, went to church, in a belief system that abortion wrong, marriage for life, there are two sexes, 
transgenderism would be something that would really be unthinkable, etc. And we seem to be operating in a brand new world. And it seems like this new world just suddenly was thrust upon us and came out of nowhere. How does your ministry talk to this kind of uh, worldview shock that we have at this point? You know, that kind of gets back to why I got into doing this in the first place. We were overseas for nearly 17 years, and during that time when probably most of the biggest dramatic changes in American society were taking place. And so we left... I mean, obviously, the change had already started taking place. I think uh, there was, I mean, it goes back to the you know late 1800s, but the, the biggest shift probably started happening in the 60s and 70s. And then in the 80s and 90s, while we were overseas, it accelerated just massively. And when we came back to the States and I was, I faced my own culture shock and I was trying to figure out, okay, what in the world is, has gone on and how do I get my head back into American culture, in American society? And so what I realized was, you know, the worldview skills, the worldview understanding is something that in the past pretty much only missionaries needed because you only needed to deal with people who are interacting from a different worldview system so overseas missionaries often do that when, but I wasn't expecting that in America but when we came back that's the, the, the tool that I used to begin doing my own analysis and I realized you know most American Christians have no idea what's going on they understand that there's been change and they don't like it but they don't know what caused it or, or how to deal with it and so that's when I started doing writing about you know worldview primarily for for Christian consumption, developing training opportunities for people to be able to, to deal with interacting with people from other worldviews, which has now become very prominent in American society. Dr. Davis, we thank you for your commitment to this ministry. It is something that people could use themselves. Where all this is coming from and where they're standing, we again urge them to go to your website at marketfaith.org, and I thank you for all that you're doing. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical Respect. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oak. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.